Well, let's say it is kids messing around, right? They're, you're the one making it work, right? Mm-hmm. But these are pretty usually pretty young kids, right? You'd have to have this thought out, planned out. You're going to make it spell the words, and yeah. you're going to have cognizant answers to the questions you don't know right. that are happening. Like that seems like a stretch to me. Right. I don't know. I I buy it enough that I don't mess with them. Yeah. That's what I know. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Scary Stories to Tell at Atlas, our limited series asking all of our fellow Atlas colleagues some of their personal, scary, paranormal, spooky ghost stories. And today um, we're doing it a little differently for this episode. So um, Brian actually reached out to um, the Atlas, like Atlas All email I guess, and asked just everyone what scary stories they have to tell. And so we have a couple of write-ins. Some people were maybe too terrified to come on the podcast and record <laughs> their spooky too stories. scary. Different and, kind of scary. Right. <laughs> and, it's, you know, some people just don't uh, either have time or, you know, they just don't like the way their voice sounds, which luckily for us, I love the way mine sounds. <laughs> so we'll read some of these. So um, I will get through to this one. Uh, and this one starts out like this. Once on a cool fall night in my old decrepit house in North Omaha, I was sitting in the living room with the windows throughout the house and the door to the front porch open to let in a light breeze. The high temperatures had made everywhere feel like living in a convection oven over the summer, and it was nice to finally let some actual fresh air in and turn the AC off before the brutal cold of winter swept over Nebraska and shut us all into our homes. Suddenly, I heard a noise from the upstairs. It was heavy thump, a deep thump. It sounded like two large footsteps, followed by silence. Stealing my resolve, I shakily decided I would go check out the ominous sounds emanating from the empty section of my house above. Before I even had a chance to stand up, there was a rapid series of booming footfalls that sent the pit of my stomach into a free fall. Oh. Thwap, 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 it says. Wow. (laughs) Like a person flailing and falling haphazardly down the stairs. I sprang back into the couch cushion and froze. I was paralyzed with terror at what I assumed had to be the precursor to a home invasion. I was contemplating different strategies for begging slash negotiating for my life when I saw the fattest orange tabby cat come running. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from the rickety, noisy stairs and through my living room, like Garfield with his tail on fire. He dashed out onto the open porch, which I promptly lunged at and slammed the door behind him. Filled with apoplectic fear and frantically hyperventilating, I noted that it had been a mammoth, 15 to 20 pounds of solid street cat. It had climbed onto my roof via a low-hanging tree branch and clawed a cat-sized hole through my already torn screen in an upstairs bedroom. This was a different cat than the other one that made me late back on 10-10-2018, which he closed an email about. Uh, but I did not have, oh, I did have my fair share of cat troubles that October, it says. After I let it out, I cried myself to sleep. The end, <laughs> which was by our uh, client manager, Mr. Phil Sweeney. And I actually, I asked him after he sent me that email, because he sent that to most of the folks here in-house. And uh, I said, did that really scare you? 
And he said, hell yeah. He said, I really thought it was a person. He thought I was going to get robbed. So he was really scared, and he did have adrenaline pumping. Um, and, you know, I've been in that situation before, too, where yeah. you're, you're scared, and once you're done being scared, it's, like, hard to calm down. Right. You're breathing real hard, Oof. and your body just feels weird. So he said that actually did happen. He did. He was scared, and his write-up was funny, but he was actually oh, yeah. scared that night. So really painted a good picture, and I had actually already read that, so I, I couldn't really contain my my giggles because i knew what was coming it was uh well written that that would scare me too though i mean if you know what you can't see if you're home alone and somebody's walking around upstairs yeah that's gonna get you the spookies uh the next one we've got let's see here i've got a couple different ones um this one is from our friend sammy she sent us this and it says she has broken down in three. So she had three different stories that she shared with us. Oh. This is the first one I'll go into. It's the longest one. And it's just titled My Story. It said, I moved into an old house behind Exarbon with some friends of mine. We heard some strange noises a few times, so we decided to do some research on the house. We ended up finding that an old woman was beaten to death there two years prior to us moving in. We then learned that the lady's son was murdered in the house back in the 1980s. On the one-year anniversary of the lady's death, which we were not aware of at the time, all five roommates had terrible nightmares about the house. One had a dream that a lady was banging on the door screaming, This is my house. Get out. Another one woke up from a dream and saw their covers being pulled off of her. While I was trying to fall asleep, I kept hearing a bang against the side of the wall uh, next to my bed. I then had a dream that behind the wall was a satanic worship room that had pictures of all of us and the family that had died there. A few weeks later, the lady's daughter came to the house and gave us the full rundown of the house. Her stories went anywhere from, this is where we used to ride our bikes, to this is where we found my mom's skull crushed in. Oof. And this is where my brother died in my arms. Oh my God. These two rooms were the most active and had the most scary shit happening. (laughs) When the daughter was telling us the story, she described what happened to her mom that night. She said that the fight started in the basement, which was Sammy's room, and the person was shoving the woman, the mom, against the wall where she had heard the banging. Another night, we all got home around 11 p.m. and were sitting around the kitchen table. We were talking about the weird stuff that we'd heard around the house because it happened so often. When we did, all three of our coffee pots were smoking, but all of them were unplugged. All five of us then went downstairs and heard someone walking around upstairs, running up and down the stairs, hearing stuff fall onto the floor, etc. We ended up living there for a year, but you constantly felt watched. Everyone had to turn music or TV on when they were home alone because you would hear someone walking around or knocking on your door. We had two priests come to the house on multiple times and spray holy water and salt. They had to sit around the kitchen table and say prayers since they sensed one spirit who wasn't ready to pass on, and someone had resided there due to the evil things that had occurred. So that's her story. Wow. So I asked her, I said, that's a crazy story. Um, And then I said, three coffee pots. Yeah. That's a lot of coffee pots. I mean, what's going on? (laughs) And she said, there was five girls there, and we drank a lot of coffee, and we were, you know, working all the time and stand right. up so we had three coffee pots but they were not plugged in she says but they were acting like they were plugged in and they were just wow. got really hot when they talked about stuff that was happening in the house yeah i remember her telling me a little bit about that when she lived there but i had no idea about the coffee pots or 
the dream, I mean, all of them having that dream the same night, that's, yeah, there's very obviously something there that is just attached to that house. One of my fears and slash beliefs of this paranormal stuff is you don't talk about it at the place it's happening. No. <laughs> like when I was at my, when my dad's house and that was all that happened to me when I was a kid, we would never talk about it while we were home. Never, mm-hmm. never, never. It just felt like they were going to listen to you right. and crank it up. So right. I would never, oh, that's why I told Sammy I would never do that. Did she ever say if, like the murder, if they ever found out why or who it was? No, she didn't. She didn't say anything if they knew why or what happened or anything like that. I don't know if it was un, a solved murder or unsolved, but wow. um, that poor to, daughter, right? And what a bad house to be. Yeah. So I'm surprised they made it a whole year. I know. Sometimes you just have to stay. You yeah. can't afford to get out, or you know, your life is puts you in the spot where you just have to finish your lease, I guess. Yeah. Um, here's another one. I'll, I'll pick the second one that she has in here. That's a little bit longer. Cause it kind of has a tie in with one of mine in eighth grade. And this is Sammy's story here in eighth grade. I had a sleepover at this girl's house after her quinceanera. She brought out her Ouija board and the same person would always come through. Her name was Mo. After saying goodbye to Mo, we tried talking to our loved ones who had passed I tried reaching out to my dad. I got responses on the date that he died, how he died, and his birthday. When I asked him his name, though, he said Randall. My dad went by Randy. Ooh. I said goodbye because I had a terrible gut feeling. Another girl went and asked questions and got answers that were familiar with her grandpa's. When she asked if he was a good spirit or a bad spirit, it said bad. She ran off and cried in the corner. I went back there with her for a while while everyone else went upstairs. The basement was pitch black, she says. And we heard the darkest, deepest laugh over our shoulder while we were downstairs against the wall. It sent chills through our body, and we ran upstairs, and we never went back down that night. So that's a a Ouija board story. And those are creepy. Those are no joke. Yeah. I mean, I have similar stories of you know playing with one as a kid it, always a sleepover you know mm-hmm. you never do it alone yeah um never had anything like that happen but i mean it's surprising that they sell them to children and yeah. like i mean they're legit i mean who makes it isn't it like mattel isn't that who makes it know. it's like the board game yeah. company is the one that makes it i think it's mattel or somebody like that but um yeah you could buy them i don't know if you can still buy them in the store like a target or something but i know when i was a kid you could I remember back when Toys R Us was still around, I it was when I was in like fifth grade and I think I bought one for a birthday present for a friend. And it's oh. just those are not toys. Yeah. That is and just to, you know, market that to children is creepy. I that that's scary. It's weird that the culture nowadays is like you can see Ouija boards on pajamas. Like I've seen, they have them at Target. What? Like women's sleepwear. There was like a Ouija board print on the shirt. And I've seen them on like doormats. You've seen them. There's like a a weird spooky subculture of stuff. Especially like handmade items like Etsy things and crafty stuff. And they're like kind of on everything, which is, I don't know. It's a little weird. It's yeah. I don't, (laughs) I don't mess with those. That's one thing I don't, I don't want to mess with. I did one time and this is, this is my tie in story. So when I was a kid, my parents were divorced and my dad got remarried and I inherited an uncle and he was about, oh, he's probably four years older than me or so. So he was more like my big brother mm-hmm. and he was big into like, he loves scaring people. Oh, and, uh, 
he also liked ghosts and paranormal stuff, unexplained things, you know, Bigfoot, UFO, that sort of thing. So whenever we would get together, which wasn't very often, but whenever we did, it was going to be like a scary night because we were going to tell mm-hmm. stories and watch movies and do all this sort of stuff. So um, we were staying at our family. They had some land up by, would be um, by Columbus, right on the river. And they had mm-hmm. like, oh, it's been in their family a long time, maybe almost 100 acres on the river, full of trees. Um, nobody lived there. And it was just uh, like every once in a while they would let farmers put cattle in there and they could graze in them. But otherwise it was just a forest that we own basically. So we stayed in this little house on the property and he brought out a Ouija board one night Mm. and we did the thing that kids do with it. You know, we didn't really even know how to do it. You put your fingers on it and swear someone's pushing it. I'm not touching it. I'm not doing that. You're doing that, that sort of stuff. I know we didn't close it, which they said, you know, you got to close the circle. Not to say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Which I know we didn't do that. But after that, we were, you know, just kind of sitting around and he told me a ghost story about what he was told by his grandparents or at least his parents. Maybe they, yeah, it would have been his grandparents. So it was his grandma's family that owned this land. And the story was that uh, when she was a little girl, she was in this area and uh, she heard in the middle of the night the sounds of um, wooden wheels on gravel. And uh, outside of their house where we would stay, um, there was a wood, like an old wooden bridge that went over the creek. And then that led into the woods that they had. And uh, that night, she heard this wagon wheel sound, basically, and uh, like heard horses, that sort of sound, and looked out. And I don't think she saw like a carriage or a horse strong carriage, which would have probably been about the time she was a kid. Um, but she remembers seeing, uh, like in the forest, it looked like a light going back and forth. And, uh, I guess she described it as being, um, what looked like maybe would have been a lantern on the back of Mm -hmm. like a horse drawn carriage, but there was like, there was not a road in this forest. There was nowhere. We had some trails that we used when I was a kid for like ATVs and stuff, but nothing, like that would have been back then at that time. Mm -hmm. And it was just the one time occurrence where it sounded like a wagon rolled past their house and went towards the river, which is an area, I guess people have been living in that part of Nebraska for over a hundred years at that point in time. But so they don't know if that was like a residual thing or what it was, but that was a family ghost story that got handed down to us that time. So that's what I know about Ouija boards. (laughs) Don't mess with Spooky. them. Yeah, no, especially, I mean, even like movies now about like there's that Ouija oh, yeah, yeah. movie series, apparently not very good, but, but at this, this birthday party that I was at, I remember, and you know, kids are always trying to mess with each other. Like, Oh, like, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, Oh, I'm not touching. I'm not moving it. And then it ended up being something kind of scary. I remember, I don't, it's been so long, but it, it ended at that. I remember they, you know, whatever it was, whether it was, you know, a paranormal mm-hmm. being or just the girls at the party messing with each other, it started to get kind of dark. And so they ended it and that, that was that, but yeah, it just baffles me that, you know, kids can like, they just market that to kids. And Yeah. Well, let's say it is kids messing around, right? They're, you're the one making it work, right? Mm-hmm. But these are pretty, usually pretty young kids, right? You'd have to have this thought out, planned out 
you're going to make it spell the words and yeah. you're going to have cognizant answers to the questions you don't know right. that are happening. Like that seems like a stretch to me. Right. I don't know. I, I buy it enough that I don't mess with them. <laughs> That's what I know. You know what else is, was a big party thing was light as a feather. That game. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had never heard of that ever happening. Mm-hmm. Like for real, you know, you always think that, you know, oh, we'll be able to do it. I've never even heard of any party or group of friends that that actually worked. But it, it just makes me think of um, the movie The Craft. Oh, yeah. With uh, Nev Campbell and, uh, uh, oh, my gosh, I'm free. Whatever. You, if you know, yeah. if you guys know what I'm talking about, you know the movie. And uh, there is that scene where they d- do light as a feather. Mm-hmm. But it actually works. But, you know, they're they're witches. Right, but, yeah. But that was another big one. Um, there's actually, there's absolutely no chance of anyone hearing this story that's involved but i had a birthday party when i was in fifth grade it was at the marriott hotel which was like a big deal for you know a bunch of fifth grade girls there was like a nice pool and it was you know it was a hotel it was cool and this girl at the party was trying to tell us that i'm assuming like salem witch trial said that her great 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 you know times eight grandmother was a witch and she (laughs) cast spells on some of us and um but she was like adamant like this is real this is i'm not making this up and one of the girls in the group was uh you know cast a spell on or whatever and she kept like she would like fall asleep and then would like wake up and say like the devil is inside me or something and you know for kids that young like we were all like is this this real is this really happening it probably wasn't yeah but i mean there's something about, you know, when you're that young and it's always a sleepover or just a bunch of kids getting together is yeah. scaring each other. Like there's just something fun about that. But it's never, at least for me, been like real. For real it's, scary. It's, yeah. Like that had to have been fake. But I mean, that girl was just like, no, this is real. This is, I, I can do this. This is yeah. really happening. And yeah, but it's 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 funny to look back on now. But no Ouija back boards. Then, yeah, you're probably super scared. Back yeah, then. yeah, yeah. Ouija boards though are no joke. So I mean, if any of you out there have kids playing with them, I'd say don't. Yeah. Maybe not let them play with it. Even yeah, I would say especially if they're young kids. Because even if anything, you know, it could be it could be bad, but also it could just be enough to scare them. You don't want to run in their middle of the night for nightmares. Oh yeah. For As sure. a dad, I know that's no fun. Nope. Well, hey guys, thank you for listening to another episode. Stay tuned uh, for another one later on this week. But until then, stay spooky.